What's going on, guys? I am not used to hearing that sound because we have missed the last two episodes. Alex, welcome back. How's it going, I'm back, buddy? Fellas. Oh. Yeah, all good, all good so far. Uh, yeah, in my absence, it seems like these guys just dropped the ball. What yeah. happened, Angelo? Come on. Well, Ren Give had the people some explanations. Ren had an emergency, which was unforeseen. I understand. I don't know what happened with Austin on the on the fantasy episode, though. I don't, I don't know. He's lame. That's pretty. That's pretty much what I got. He's lame. Austin is lame. Yeah, that's the title of the show, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Funny enough, that would not be the first time Austin's been in the title. <laughs> so, how did you like this week of football? Tell me, what did you see? I'm guessing you saw football. some. <laughs> I'm guessing you saw some Cleveland Browns, no? Actually, um, the game that was shown in my local area because Cleveland was four o'clock. So, do you know what game uh, I was gifted for one o'clock? What? The Pittsburgh Steelers against the Arizona Cardinals. I guess you should probably have gotten the Browns then. <laughs> yes, I got the Browns. Oh, <laughs> you got to watch the Mitchell Trubisky experience. It's bad, dude. It's always bad. And quite honestly, the Cardinals didn't look that good. Like, I saw a lot of, like... Bad, like, offensive line play. Rondell Moore had some gaps. Kyler Murray has... It didn't matter. The, the steel, Like, and actually, here's something I want to talk to you about. About, because it's, some, it's a thought I had as I was watching the Steelers and the Cardinals. The Steelers' offense, as far as, like, getting yards, looks a lot better. The Steelers' offense, as far as converting those yards into points, is terrible. <laughs> that tracks. So, what do you what what do you make of that? Like, would you rather have the yards and still not score the points, or would you rather like the slow Matt Canada offense, but you get the points at the end? I mean, would you even get the points with Matt Canada? <laughs> like... Usually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it usually came on the back of the defense though that's the issue it's like takeaways short fields they managed to get a field goal because touchdown really scars with Matt Canada as well so I mean I guess I just rather have the yardage and eventually the touchdowns will come it's yeah. it's what I'm thinking I mean there's still a playoff team right now uh, I have Not no clue long. how yeah, but like I, yeah, no, because we you, should mention that breaking news. Houston's overtaken. From anyway, go on. From a bit earlier, but uh, Kenny Pickett will miss at least Thursday night football because he did get. It was really weird because I got a news that he he was he was having surgery for his high ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. uh, yet Mike Tomlin came out said that, but said that he would miss. Thursday night football. So, so let, let's talk about something no because, of because else. I don't know if you know, but that game got rain delayed. The rain was yeah. so bad that it got rain delayed. And there were multiple people who like 
were seen limping off the field. TJ Watt was one of them. And honestly, I have no idea why the Steelers were playing TJ Watt in a game they were down by like three touchdowns and the field conditions were atrocious. No idea. Why? Why why were why would you risk TJ Watt's health? Because because here's what would happen. Here's here's a Steelers defensive possession late in that game, okay? They would run two plays, TJ Watt would limp off the field. They would play two more plays. TJ Watt would come back on the field. They would play two more plays. TJ Watt would limp. And it was it was literally like that on cycle near the end. Just let the guy rest. Like, why are you why are you risking TJ Watt's health? What what do you what is the purpose of this? I mean, playing devil's advocate, sometimes I uh, and I'm not sure if this was the case here. But it's just a matter of the player wanting one to to play and go out there because yeah they're losing right. but it's it's probably the biggest difference maker. Uh, <laughs> it's hard because I would say the division, but then there's Miles Garrett and a few more players. But it, it's one of the biggest difference makers uh, on defense in the league. So I mean, if you want to have a chance, at least you you need to get him out there. And I'm they're guessing the players know three this. Three touchdowns. They're kneeling it out. Like what? yeah, but the players the players just don't think that way. They just want to be involved and they want to give their team a chance to win. Because no one likes to be embarrassed like that versus a team like the Cardinals. I mean, they were pretty high favorites versus the Cardinals, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. They were, yeah, they were five and a half point favorites versus the Cardinals. So they were big favorites. So to to go out and lose like that, I mean, it just hurts the ego of the team, hurts the ego of the players, and especially a player like TJ Watt, uh, who's the star of the team. So I understand that part, but I am 100% with you uh, in the fact that if it, if it was the team putting him out there, then yeah, it's kind of just I get a really dumb maneuver. How many how many like plays do you have to limp off the field before you're like yeah maybe I shouldn't come back in this game? <laughs> like like at the, at that point doesn't like your own preservation kick in at some point? I mean some players are just just are not wired that way I'm guessing so hard to tell them that. That's fair. <sighs> oh so yeah. Uh, Rondo Moore had a huge drop. He could have had, actually, Rondo Moore oh, was that. was the most shafted player in that game because he one he had a drop on one touchdown, and then he caught another a heavily contested touchdown pass, and it got called back because of holding. So he could have had two, he could have had like a hundred yard two touchdown game with just two gaffes called back. Yeah, I saw one of those uh, that played on. Uh, played on red zone, so I caught one of them. I didn't see the other one though. Oh, you didn't see the yeah. forty? He like he like broke two Cardinals defenders, and he he was wide open. He it was right in the bread basket. He just dropped it. Yeah, he, there, I saw no the other. drop. I didn't see. Was the other one a drop as well? No, the other one was not a drop. He called. He okay. caught it. It was heavily contested, but it was called back because of offensive uh, holding on the offensive line. Okay. If I'm not I saw the drop. I didn't see the other one. Okay, that's what I saw. Yeah, but yeah, that's crazy. There were the uh, drop no, was, a, was a bigger play. The drop was like a fifty-yard throw almost. The, yeah. the touchdown that called got called back was like a 15-20 yarder. Was that in the first half though, like first quarter, for example? The drop. 
or the uh, the the penalty. No, that was late in the game. That was okay. late in the game. I don't know. Uh, I was gonna say that I didn't see most of the first quarters because I only started to watch the games like I don't know around twenty minutes after they started. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing I missed most of the game's first quarters. Then I saw like the second quarter, basically a bit more than that, uh, during uh, a drive home. So my attention, my focus wasn't 100% there. Um, so it's the, the Christmas season, I guess. That's just throws my focus for a loop. I'm hoping next week it's a bit better, but I am not 100% sure. I already know that the week after I am going to be on trips again. So, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely season. But there were a lot... Of, I mean, I didn't add like 100% focus on every single game. But uh, fortunately for me, there were plenty of really bad games. Yeah, so were... yeah, I guess another bad game. And this just goes back to what we were talking previously uh, for, uh, during the the off time so it's not here but the falcons and the jets the jets with team boyle i just want i just want i just want arthur arthur smith just fired so bad like uh, <laughs> i've never rooted against someone so much I, but i mean he's winning what can you even do i mean like he's what it right now he is so a game bad. clear of the division it looks so bad doesn't matter. He's winning. <laughs> no, what do you mean? It doesn't matter. He's winning. You're the guy who, week in, week out, week in, week out, you're like, yeah, the Eagles are winning, but they're not winning, winning. Win I... better. <laughs> you're the guy who says the Eagles win better is going to say, yeah, but at least Arthur should get out of here. I mean, yes, but we talk about the Eagles as if they were, or some people talk about the Eagles as if they were the best team in the league and like the absolute cream of the crop, which I think it's completely bogus. And we will get there. And we saw this that this week. And people talk about the Falcons as, as if they were like a, a what a team would be picking top five this year, and it's just not true. Like they will probably make the playoffs. I'm guessing. So it's just the different ways we look at these teams. But I mean, scoring 13 points versus the Jets was enough to take the win because apparently the issue might not be Zach Wilson. Actually, I have a little rant on this, but I I want you to go on with how you feel about, because you sent a tweet. We might as well get into this. You sent a tweet from who was it? Uh, Diana Diana Rossini, right? Yep. The Jets want to switch, want to make a switch at quarterback. The team is leaning towards Zach Wilson to take over, but he is reluctant to stepping back in. Sources tell Zach Black. The team is discussing next steps. More on the athletic shortly. So let's let's. I want to talk about something because. So, do you know generally what you, like, associate with a a well-run organization as far as ownership goes? It's consistency at the coaching staff. 
you know, I can I can bash the Bengals and the the Steelers for making the decisions to fire Matt Canada and the in the Bengals case Marvin Lewis too late. But at least they gave those people runway and they were 100% sure that these guys were not the right person for the team before letting them go. Yes. So as a person, just as a person, when you get benched, if you're if you're a quarterback, if you got benched, you would not want to get back into that situation. You feel jaded. You feel depressed. You feel sad. You feel like the team doesn't have confidence in you. And then just to thrust you back in there after being sat for Tim effing Boyle, that's just uh, that's just unfair. That that reeks of bad management as far as figuring out what to do in between Aaron Rodgers getting hurt and Aaron Rodgers coming back. And it basically contradicts everything that you've said when you said Zach's our guy. We want Zach to be the future going forward post-Aaron. Like, either you needed to play Zach the whole time or you need to play someone else the whole time and let Zach develop. Because one of the things that I will I will say about Zach Wilson is he didn't get to play against a lot of NFL caliber DBs, linebackers, and pass rushers at BYU. So it would make sense for him to take longer to get adjusted to the speed, adjusted to the different play callings and what he can do and what he can't do. So, like, it shows a lack of empathy on the Jets. It shows a lack of understanding how to manage your team. And I'm not sure, like, I know we, we, Aaron is a great quarterback. I'm not sure how much better the Jets are with Aaron Rodgers because of how bad they are as far as the offensive line goes. But who knows, maybe Aaron can get Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson the ball faster. So that'll, that'll fix everything. But, but go on. Yeah, I sort of 100% agree with you. I mean, it's one thing, as you said, to have the guy benched for Tim Boyle, and now they want him back. But the thing is, this happened, like, last year as well. They benched him for, I don't know, was it, like, Mike White or something? Then he was, like, inactive for a while. Then Mike White, if I'm not mistaken, got hurt or something. And then he was put back in for another game. Then he was pulled back. I mean, just this constant, like rotation of guys and then just like as a human being you sort of get tired of this because it's like first you're the guy first like the organization is 100% behind you and sure you haven't been great you haven't even been good you haven't even been okay you've been bad for most of that stretch I understand that as you said they didn't have the experience from facing top DBs top linebackers top defenses nothing like that you played at BYU but then, like, if you're going to give him the leeway and you, if you're going to say, I trust this guy and this guy is the guy for my team, you are building his confidence up. Things aren't pretty. I mean, but as we're seeing, things are not pretty with any other QB because the offensive line is absolute garbage. It's absolutely garbage. Yeah. They have one of, if not the worst, offensive coordinator in the league. And it's, I mean, there's just the outside of Garrett. Don't they Wilson, bring in Matt Canada. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> that's why I said one-off, if not the worst. Uh, but, I mean, Hackett is just... It's just been proven that he, he was the, the reason that the Broncos were that bad. Because this is an atrocious product we're seeing. And, like, your weapons outside of Garrett so Matt, Wilson... Hack Hackett was brought in to appease Roger. Hackett isn't used to coaching quarterbacks that aren't Aaron Rodgers who can adjust all of his play calling on the fly. And then Rodgers does do that. I mean, it's kind of like saying that this guy's success is only success successful because he has one of the top, what, five QBs in the NFL history? And that's his resume, is that he's best friends with this guy? I mean, that's I mean, how... Who... who, who uh... Daniel Gase. Adam Gase. Adam Gase, yeah. yes. And Peyton Manning. So that, that was Adam yeah, Gase's yeah. claim to fame. So, I mean, you, it works and in the NFL. I, works in I the NFL. guess you can say, um, who's that guy? McDaniels and Brady. Ja yeah, Josh McDaniels. Although McDaniels did have some su success with Matt Jones. Matt yeah, Jones. I, yeah. the Patriots offense looked miles, miles better with Josh McDaniels than it did with Mac Jones there than it did with anything that's they've gotten since. Regardless, like, it's still the worst, or at least the bottom three offensive coordinator in the league uh, right now as we're seeing it uh, after the whole debacle in, in Denver, and now it's another debacle in, in the Jets in New York. I mean, it's just atrocious statistics. And now, after all of this, you bench the guy for Tim Boyle. You bench the guy for Mike White. You bench the guy for some CFL QB like Straveler or something like that. I, I don't even know the dude's name right now. But you bench them for, for all of those. And now you bench him for Tim Boyle in a year that it was supposed for Zach Wilson to sit on the bench and learn from one of the greatest of all time. Yep. He's building his confidence. He's going through the off-season program. He's taking ownership of everything he's done bad. I mean, yep. the kid's just getting built up in terms of morale. morale. And now he gets pulled for Tim Boyle. And after two games of Tim Boyle in which the offense, I mean, does nothing but three and outs, basically, now you want him back. Like, no. Guys, just... <laughs> F off, man. Like, let me be. Just trade me next year or something. Like, give me a chance to at least have, at least have a team that gives me some sort of confidence. Not like this crazy rotation. Because now, now they want him back for like a game or two. Then Aaron Rodgers might be back. Now maybe they bench him for I don't know Simeon or something. And Aaron the craziest Rogers has returned to practice reportedly. Yeah, but it's like, uh, as I said, like a few episodes ago, it's with the conting contingency mm -hmm. that if they miss the playoffs, he might not be back. I mean, it's just what I said the other ep the other episode. It's just like, he, he just wants to say that he was the guy who came back faster than anyone else from an Achilles injury without actually coming back. But it's just Rogers being Rogers. But I mean, like, come on, guys, just if you you knew this was this bad. I mean, Salah told us told us this. He was like, Wilson is the guy who gives us the better chance of winning games. And it's true because Tim Boyle is complete. Tim Boyle was inept in college. Like, go check his records. He's absolutely terrible in college, in college versus guys who are probably selling cars right now. Not even in the NFL. And then it's Simeon, 
who hasn't been relevant since I don't know, like 2018 or 17 when he had that run with the I want to say the Vikings or something. Denver Broncos. Or the Broncos, yeah. But I do believe he was with the Vikings, wasn't he? I'm not sure. But I, I remember like, him with the Broncos. That's where I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I do believe he had a stretch with the Vikings. But yeah, after all of this, uh, I don't blame Zach for this sort of like, no, guys, it's enough. It's sort of like a toxic relationship. Yeah. And at some point, you sort of have to say that this is just enough. Just we have to go our separate ways. And this is Zach saying that, I guess. I know it will rub off on some people that it. He isn't a competitor, and he's mentally weak. I can already see the narrative starting to build. But people just don't think, like, of these guys as human beings. And, like, yeah. this is the third time he's been benched now. This and isn't your Madden franchise. This go. is real life. People yeah, have emotions, exactly. and people have egos, and you have to balance that. Yeah, it's like, it's enough. Like, he has, it's the third time he's been benched. It's the third time they want to go back to him. When the going gets rough, they want to go back to him to just point the finger at him. The O-line is terrible. Like, the defense is the only saving race. I mean, they scored what? They scored eight points. Two of those were a safety. Like, come on. What are we doing here? I'm pretty sure their first points was the safety, too. Yeah, it was. It was. I believe it was a Bijan Robinson tackle in the end zone. Mm. Or something. But, yeah, I mean, just... I don't blame him, and I hope he doesn't step back in that field as a Jet. But he probably might, because the kid I, does genuinely seem to like. Kid. Yeah, but the kid genuinely does seem to like, like being out there and being with his guys. Like, he takes a, a, a rough beating every time that he steps out there, or most of the times that he steps out there. But he genuinely just seems like an happy kid when he's out there. So I sort of feel for him. I wouldn't want him back there, though. It's enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. That... <laughs> I agree with you. Enough is enough. I agree with you. Is there any sort other game like... you want to talk about? Go of ahead. course, man. Sort of like we should have said that enough is enough. For this old Bailey Zappi experience. Oh, How about on. that Bailey Zappi offense, huh? I'm more disappointed that the Chargers weren't able to muster more than six points against the freaking Patriots. I mean, the defense is still good. It's still a Bill Belichick defense. That's it. So, it's but it's still you. Still, you got Justin Herbert. You got Keenan Allen. You got Austin Eckler. You can't get you more than Quentin six Johnston. points. Oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah, the, a nice little drop right there. I liked it. Oh, man. Go on, go on, go on. Get on the Quinn Johnston bandwagon. He dropped another uh, key to, third down. To be frank, yeah, the okay game. I, believe, yeah, I think he had like five catches. I can check. Yeah, he had five catches for um, 52 yards. He had like he didn't have the most drops on the team. I believe Keenan had the most drops, but he still had the worst one by a mile. And in that game, Ramondre went out as well in the mm -hmm. first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I believe he has a high ankle sprain right now. The team is are evaluating what what to do with him right now. 
But it's just like you scored zero points. Zero. After banking. But I I mean, I knew benching Bay uh, benching Mac Jones for Bailey Zappi wasn't the call. But apparently no one in the organization knew. Yeah, the Chargers had no snaps past the Patriots 20. And the Patriots had no snaps past the Chargers 30. The Patriots have now allowed 26 points over the last three weeks. And they are 0-3. <laughs> That's just, just ridiculous. It's the first team since 1938 to lose three straight games despite allowing 10 or less points in all three of those games. History has been made. So you think uh, you think Josh McDaniels is coming back to the Patriots, or do you think we're going to hear a report that after uh, Brandon Staley gets fired that Josh McDaniels is coming on as the OC and they're trading for Bill Belichick? Um, I still do not believe Bill Belichick gets anything but let go in the offseason. There's no way. I... There's no way. If you can get something for Bill Belichick, why not? I don't think they can. I think the Chargers will pay it. Uh, they have, have you watched the Chargers play? They, they, yeah. if, if there is one team that is desperate, it is the Chargers. Are they desperate for a net coach who just uh, who is about to go one in sixteen with an offense scoring what ten points in the last three weeks? Are is that their answer for their desperation? It's like I can coach a team to score zero points. <laughs> Will they hire me? Come on now. Let's be serious about this. Bill Belichick has a history and a pedigree. Same with Josh McDaniels. And you will pay for that history or pedigree. I'm telling you. I am not saying that he won't have a job in 2024. I am saying that no team will trade for him. I I think you're wrong. I think there will be more. I think it's going to be more than just the Chargers trying to compete. Nor, Nor do I think the Patriots would, would do that in the sense of they are going to... You don't think the Patriots would get something for Bill Belichick before he walked I, out the door? I think they would go with the route of amicable part away. So it's just he's going to be able to decide where he goes. There's no trade there. He's just going to be let go like pretty... Pretty statement being thrown out there at the end of the season. We thank Bill. We appreciate the history that we have together. All of that. And then he's going to be let go and he can go to whichever team he wants. I don't think Kraft will do that. We'll, we'll, we'll trade see. him to something. Yeah. We'll see. One, that of us, game, one of those takes is aging poorly and I yeah. can't wait to figure out which one it is. Aging like milk at the sun. <laughs> yep. But um, the last thing I want to talk about in that game, because that game was god awful, I just I would rather avoid that. But is Austin Eckler sort of done? I'm 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 
it's hard. It's hard to tell if Austin Eckler is done or if the play calling as far as offense goes for the Chargers is just that bad. It's it's I like I I'm try I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but it really could be that. It can be <laughs> like, the injury as well. True. He was hurt I do, at the start of the year. I do believe Tony Pollard's broken leg has contributed to how he's performed. At least especially at the start of the season. So I think that injuries play a bigger and and I get why players play through these injuries because it's the NFL and it's next man up and you want to secure your paycheck. But injuries play a huge role on how you perform on the field. You can't just, it's obvious. You don't just play a hundred percent when you're injured. Yeah. That's just for for fantasy. I think it's just the scheme, but even running out there, it doesn't look 100%. So I'm guessing it's not that he just, completely fell off i think it's more of an because it was an high ankle sprain which usually tends to linger uh during the season so affects his mobility his agility his burst so you you add that up with the lack of receiving work coming from the scheme plus the rotation of guys now that they're involving joshua kelly a bit more it you just get this sort of mess but we'll talk about it in thursday's episode True. Uh, which other there game? There will be a Thursday episode this week. This Alex week there will be. be. Uh, next I guess week is I a have... question. <laughs> now, next week I will be. i uh, just not sure if I'll be able to catch all of the games as I usually like to do. Okay. Uh, but I, I will be. It's just the Sunday I probably have something to do. Okay. He'll be in the studio. He just won't be his normal self. Yeah. Just won't have the encyclopedia. Of things that I know about. Yeah. Uh, there's two games I want to talk about here still. The Cowboys and the Seahawks. Oh, God. This game gave me hope. It did? I mean, we were looking pretty for a while. I guess that's true. The <laughs> offense... Del- <laughs> DK Metcalf with three touchdowns. So, what? Because I, I didn't watch that game. Because if I'm not mistaken, that was the Thursday night game. Yes. And I was in bed fairly early Thursday. So, what happened? Give me a I mean, down. DK just showed Bland was just, was like his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he beat him at least. I'm not sure if the third touchdown was as well. But he beat him in those two touchdowns. Like, he beat him going deep. He just completely turned on the burst and just went off. The Jets were at 100% there, and Bland was left in the dust. And then he beat him on a short route. I believe it was a, a slant, if I'm not mistaken, or something of sorts. Um, and underneath, Raph, uh, at the goal line, he beat him as well, physically. Uh, not like he didn't punch him or something. <laughs> he, just, he just beat him using his physicality, that's what I'm saying. And then the third touchdown, I'm not sure if it was... If it was versus Bland, but I don't think it was. I mean, we were looking pretty for a while there, but eventually we sort of just turned back to our usual self. Charbonnet went out as well for a while there. I believe he's still in doubt for next week's game. Mm. Uh, I believe it was a knee injury, and Pete mentioned uh, 
Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, that it swelled up pretty quickly. So I'm not sure what's the status for this week. Bigger, like he's gonna be, he's gonna have a a big week to recover because they played on Thursday. Now they play Sunday or Sunday. I'm not sure if it's Sunday or if it's like the early games or if it's Sunday night football. Because isn't it? Oh no, it's the Niners. The Eagles is the the Sunday night football or the Monday night football primetime game. But yeah, I mean, we sort of played well, but then in the end, we sort of just bobbled it. And the last play of the game, uh, our just great offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. Uh, you know what his play call was and what his design was for Micah Parsons? Leave him one-on-one? No, leave him rush free to Geno Smith. <laughs> <laughs> when that's the plan, I'm sort of wondering what are we doing here, guys? So I have a question. Is there an offensive coordinator you like then? Since we've talked <laughs> we talked we've talked about the Jets offensive coordinator, the Seahawks offensive coordinator, the pa- the Steelers offensive co- so who do you like? Uh, I mean there is, there is. Ben Johnson. I like Ben Johnson quite a while. The um, Lions offensive coordinator. Okay, okay. I like him quite a while, quite a bit. I mean, and the um, I never know his name. The um, the Chargers guy who was with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, uh, Kellen Moore, right? Exactly, Moore. Kellen. I always think it's Ken. It's not Kellen for some weird reason, but I like those two quite a bit. And there's a few I'm indifferent towards. Like, the Eagles offensive coordinator, I think, is pretty bad. But let me just wrap this one up here. Uh, but, yeah, we were looking pretty for a while. Uh, and then Dak came back, made a, a good few plays, and our defense just became a shell of themselves. I remember the days in which I thought this defense was actually good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, those days are now far gone. <laughs> this defense is just... We usually start, we have this weird curve every single season, which is like our defense sucks to start. And then it just ramps up as the season goes on. And by the end of the season, we are pretty good defense, at least a top 10 defense in most stats. But apparently we sort of got to a good defense a bit too soon this year. And now we are just completely falling down again. So it's lovely. Now we face the the Niners and the, the Eagles. The next two weeks, we were sitting pretty in the playoffs, and now we are 6-6, six and six, about to probably be 6-8. and eight. That's pretty rough. That's pretty, pretty rough. rough. <laughs> At least like the end stretch, it's not too bad. Ah, it's the Titans, it's the Steelers, and it's another like... Not so great team, which I'm checking right now. I don't know the top of my head that last team is. Oh, it's the Cardinals. Yeah, so it's the Steelers, the Titans, the Cardinals. Two of those are away, though. We got Steelers at home. The other two away. So a 9-8 and eight is probably where we're heading. But yeah, rough season. I cannot have good teams, man. That's like not this year. Matter of the sport. 
Not this football year. or fantasy football. Doesn't matter. And then finally, how about those frauds? How about the Eagles, man? I told you, you cursed the Eagles. I you mean, yeah, them. maybe. And I remember, I remember what you were saying because the 49ers were up something like 21 to 6, and I'm like, the sacrifices is starting. He's like, oh, no, I've seen this script before. The The Eagles are about to score a touchdown and then get uh, a two-point conversion. <laughs> <laughs> it was 21-13, and then I was like, ah, this is going to be the same Eagles BS. Because it was the time in which Greenlaw um, was kicked out of the game, and then the security guard was kicked off the game, and then the Eagles fans were starting to go nuts, and you can just feel the momentum change, and I was like, ah, this is it. Purdy throws a pick, or it's a three and out. The Eagles go out there, they play again, make a few good plays, few lucky plays as well. Eventually, touch push for a touchdown or brotherly shove for a touchdown. And they win on a late field goal. I was pretty sure that was going to happen. But apparently, the writers had a new script. They were sort of done with the old one. So, done with the old, bring in the new, I guess. I like the script because it shows that the Eagles were actual massive frauds. Who would have thought? Guy. Just it was a one-off game in which I a week in which I have the Eagles as the number one team in the power rankings because I was forced to, I was coerced no, I to was by you. To. you. You made me do it. I did not want to do it, but you made me do it. This guy. After a bogus Bills game, a bogus and a bogus KC game. Now they get what what they were. <laughs> What it was due to them, I'm guessing. That's just... Man, I mean... The Niners just beat the crap out of them. And I should probably have the Eagles even lower in my power rankings. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you think of this loss? Is this like a loss that really impacts you? In terms uh, of how you think about the Eagles? Because you have been defending the Eagles for quite a while. Yeah, no, I don't... like. I just think the 49ers are like when the 49ers are clicking, there's no stopping them. That's, 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 that's just, it's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. That's, that's what happened. The 49ers are clicking. Um, I think something I want to talk about as far as Brock pretty goes is um, a lot of people, at least the narrative around him seems to be, he's a game manager, but quite honestly, he throws the ball down the field more than any of the other San Francisco quarterbacks of past, whether that be Trey recently, whether that be Trey Lance, whether that be Jimmy Garoppolo, he's more than that. He is a value at the contract, a huge value at the contract that he's given. And I don't think we give him enough love. He's a pretty good quarterback. There are a few books, I'll say around half of them that I'm seeing here. That have Brock Purdy as the leading MVP candidate. That's interesting. That's something you can get behind. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, it's a pretty bad year. Most of the time we have like this one player, these two players that just go ham. Last year it was Mahomes and Hurts. And I, I, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that. 
I mean, there's so, a players going nuts right now, and so, it's probably going to break a record. Tyreek Hill. So, yes. quite honestly, I, I think Tyreek Hill has a shot considering how, I'm going to say, pedestrian the quarterback play has been as far as compared to previous years. Like, Patrick yes. Mahomes is down. Jalen Hurts is down. We're talking about Dak Prescott. So, if we're talking about Dak Prescott as an MVP candidate, then yes, Brock Purdy should absolutely be an MVP candidate. And you can get Tyreek Hill at plus 2,000 on FanDuel. It's just, I think it's insane odds for a guy who, I mean, if he doesn't win it, it's just because there's a bias towards the QB, and I get that. Yep. QB is usually the most important position on the field. But, I mean, I don't think you can give it. It's like the Adrian Peterson season, and I know there was the narrative because of the injury, when he won it, but are you and uh, Tyreek Hill isn't seen or perceived in the same light as Adrian Peterson was when he won it due to the field stuff and all of that. But it's still crazy to me that we're not giving it to the guy who will probably break 2,000 yards for the first time ever in the history of the league. To give it to some guy who will have like, I don't know, less than three or who's currently how many passing yards does Purdy have? Yeah. Purdy has thirty one hundred passing yards right now. Like he has twenty three touchdown six picks. I mean it's it's an okay season. It's gonna end with probably around thirty touchdowns. Might have around nine to ten picks, I'm guessing. It's just not impressive enough to me as a Tariq Hill 2,000-yard season. That's just me. Sure. It's probably going to be a QB winning it. So, <laughs> one of these QBs is going to go off slate. I think it's, it's going to be Dak. I think Dak, because he, he has like the setup because he's had good weeks every week other than like one in the last like five, six weeks. So, a strong performance from Dak. He's the Cowboys quarterback. He's going off, and the Cowboys are going to have a good record. That there, there's your there's your your ingredient list for making an MVP. Good stats near the end. Team is a high seed in the playoffs. Highly recognized team adds to the benefit. So, one pushback on it uh, is that right while not right now he is playing pretty well. If he doesn't hold this type of play until the end of the season, and if he does take a dip, I'm not sure if this is considered late into the season enough to the point in which it will stay in the minds of MVP voters. If he does have a pretty oh. like rough ending, if he balls out he... again to those to that Philly team again, because he balled out the first game, then I think yeah. that'll. There's a rough few games. Like, there's the Philly game coming up. Then it's at Buffalo. I'm pretty sure. And a team that needs to win. Then it's at Miami. Then they have Detroit. Then they finish up at Washington. So, okay. I'm going to be fair. Let's be fair here. None of those defenses scare me. It's more the offenses that scare me on most of those teams. Yeah, but if he doesn't win those games, though, now you're looking at a team who's what? Nine and eight? Are you going to give, like, imagine he loses. Uh, Eagles are pissed off. 
They got to win. Imagine they go at Buffalo. Buffalo is in a must-win situation. They win. Imagine they go at Miami. I think Miami is still the better team between the two of them. They win. Then it's Detroit. Imagine they just go on an 0-4 stretch here. Suddenly, you're looking at a 9-8 team. You're not and wrong. a 9-8 team shouldn't have a, an, an MVP-winning QB. Despite the fact that it might be the, the defense letting him down, and he might have, like, I don't know, 300, 400-yard games, in all of those games even. But if the defense lets him down and they do lose those games, which would be very on-brand for Dallas to lose the big games, you just can't give an NFL MVP to that guy. At least in my eyes. Fair. So, there's there's a few things here. I think Tyreek Hill is massive value right now. At plus 2,000? That's just crazy. But yeah, I think I am mostly done with those games. Guess small shout out to the Packers for just beating the Chiefs. When they were eight and a half point underdogs. Packers are sneaky good right now, dude. Our prediction Jordan, might have been right in the end. Jordan Love is playing really good. Yeah, I believe they have won five of the last six games. So they are up there as the the oddest team in the league right now. They they're they're probably gonna make a super bowl or a super bowl at playoff appearance, honestly. I mean, yeah, let me let me just check the um, the playoff playoff predictors here. How far off are they? Because it is the NFC, which is kind of like whatever. <laughs> the NFC is kind of top heavy. It can't be. if yeah. if they're off, it can't be by much. It just can't be. There's three there's three wild card teams, and I can think of two that are justifiable: Dallas. And now I'm driving Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, so right now they would be in. Yeah. That, yeah. As, no, I think they're making it. Stands, they would be the last seed. They are ahead of the Rams and the Seahawks. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there must be like some. The versus the Seahawks is probably a divisional record versus the Rams. Did they beat the Rams? Didn't they play the Rams or something? I'm pretty sure they beat the Rams. I don't know if they beat the Rams. I don't think they did. Because I think that was at the start of the season when they were rough. can check here. No, they beat the Rams. Week 9, they beat the Rams. Oh, so they have the tiebreaker. They have the tiebreaker, yeah. That's why they're ahead. They are not facing Seattle, though. They just faced the Rams. But yeah, they are currently in, and they are one of the oddest teams, the teams in the league right now. They have a pretty solid strain of schedule. It's point five two eight, which is not too bad, I think. So yeah, they are definitely shooing to to at least be in the race. Okay, any other any other game you want to talk about? Oh, the Bengals play on Monday. I'm sure I'll be depressed about that during the fantasy episode. Um, I might be as well, buddy. Why is that? Oh, yeah. You know why is that? (laughs) This man's projecting Jamar Chase to score less than Zane. 
Jones. <laughs> uh, it might it might score more, but I'm not sure if he scores five percent more. <laughs> this guy. This is, you you have been broken by heartbreak and turmoil. Exactly. All right. Um, thinking about it. Hold on, I'm gonna check the scores real quick. There's probably a game that's really obvious that I'm not just not thinking of. So let's see. Browns, Rams, how oh, no. Uh Chiefs Packers we talked about. Panthers Bucks. Yeah, okay. You want to talk about the Commanders getting shellacked? What even is there to talk about? Commanders got <laughs> shellacked. Um, it's just like <laughs> this the Lions Saints. I'm surprised you didn't you didn't want to take this opportunity to oh, bash yeah, on Derek yeah, Carr yeah. even more. That's a good yeah. one that I missed. Yeah, like that game was weird because they were up like 21-0 with I believe it was around 10 minutes past in yeah. the first quarter, which was crazy to me. I didn't catch like I didn't see the 21-0 happening. So I tuned in after that. Then Derek Carr goes down closer to the end of the game. And they just, yeah, I believe he had every single injury in the book because they just say he has a shoulder injury. He probably has a concussion. He has a arm injury or something. I mean, the dude just had everything in the book. Poor guy. And apparently he's on concussion protocol right now. It's just, I mean, it's just rough, man. They finally had to to get a red zone possession in which they scored a touchdown. I believe they had more than one. But if I'm not mistaken, going into that game, the Lions were the third worst team uh, in terms of red zone touches converting to touchdowns. So red zone possessions converting to touchdowns. So it was like the movable force facing the stoppable object. <laughs> Alave had a lot move. of receptions with which ended with right inside the five. Yeah. So I believe he had two or three. He had five yeah. catches in the end. Still who led the team with receptions? Alvin Kamara. Still out there, still being the main source of that offense. Kamara should have had a massive game, but Taysom Hill scored. I believe he stole one touchdown from him. Should have had even even one more touchdown. Uh, Kamara, Kamara had it, and it was called back to, to a penalty. And Hill ran it in. So yeah, not great if you had Kamara. Oh yeah, now it should be at least this week. It should be James Winston. James Winston. Does that make sure the that's... Saints better for you? Better, no. Does it give me more hope with Chris Olave getting a bunch of yards? Yeah, probably. But that doesn't necessarily equate to the Saints being better. I think they will be exactly the same. <laughs> they will have more turnovers, uh, but they will be better in the red zone. That's my take. That's your take. You're sticking to yeah. it. Okay, now. Power rankings. Power rankings. 
How does this week change things up for you? Well, I mean, not much. Looking at my power rankings now, here. A lot of teams. So this is weird because a lot of teams had a buy. Yeah. Bye, so Pop like. Moves. Did the Jags play? I don't even think the Not Jags yet. played. They played today versus your... Oh, they Bengals. played the Bengals. They played the Bengals. That's right. That's right. That's right. The Ravens were on a bye. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I think I'm just gonna... Gonna... You're just gonna say it's the same. <laughs> it really is about to be the same. <laughs> So with with a few modifications, yeah, ten is the Texans. They're coming off a win. Actually, no, ten is the Browns. Ten is the Browns. Ten is the Browns. They are coming off a loss, and it looks like they're incapable of scoring points. And when the defense isn't like out of its mind, then they're just they're just not in it. <laughs> ten is the Browns. Nine Miles is the Texans. Garrett didn't even record a tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Not even a sack, tackle, nothing. Just out of the game. Hey, that's how you beat the Browns. Yeah. But anyway, 10 is the Browns. 9 is the Texans. 8 is the Lions. 7 is the Jags. 6 is the Dolphins. 5 is the Ravens. 4 is the Cowboys. 3 is the Eagles. 2 is the Chiefs. And 1 is the Niners. Do you have at four? Four? The Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. I was just missing that one. I like to keep track of this as well. Okay. Uh, and here you have Baltimore. Perfect. Okay. So, I have a team that it's outside looking in and was pretty close to making it, which was the Packers. Yep. The Packers were... Very, very, very Packers. close Packers, to making it in. Should have been my turn. Oh well, we go on. They are on the bubble, but okay. From the bottom, I have Houston at ten. I have Buffalo at nine. They are Buffalo. still <laughs> they are still hanging around here. Then I have Jacksonville at eight. I should probably put the Packers ahead of Jacksonville. After what will happen today. <laughs> then I have Miami at 7. I have Dallas at 6. I have Detroit at 5. I have Philadelphia at I knew 4. Oh, I, have great. I guess that's not, that's, that's not that big of a... Yeah. They were close. I just didn't want to drop them all the way down there. Because in the end I do think that they would beat... Detroit, and they would beat Dallas, as they will this week, probably. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to put them all the way down to six. And I should, I actually should have Miami ahead. Okay, so my bad. Dallas is seven. Miami is six. That's it. Then it's Detroit at five. Then it's Philadelphia at four. Then it's Baltimore at three. They jump up a spot, even though they didn't play. And it's KC at two. 
And it's San Francisco at one, which is kind of hard to debate right now. It's kind of like they have, they are the cream of the crop right now, I think. Yeah. It is hard to. It is hard to say anything about them, really. It's like they just beat teams. They are nine and three. They have a rough stretch. They are three and zero in the division, but they apparently are through the bad stretch. They are getting healthier. So, and they have their first. I had no clue that this was the case, but McCaffrey. It's the first 1,000-yard rusher that they had since Frank Gore. Really? Yeah, which seems crazy due to their run game. But I guess it makes sense due to the injuries, right? Well, not only the injuries. They don't use, like, uh, a stable back. They usually do an RBBC. So, But isn't it, it more because now we can say... Did they use a running back by committee because of need? Because their guys were constantly injured? Or was that what they preferred and now they prefer just ending it off like 96% of the time to McCaffrey? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Or maybe McCaffrey is just so good that you can't justify not giving it to to him. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Okay, and now for the last segments. The picks, we both finished with a winning record. Somehow, somehow some way. I finished 7-4-1. Of course, Monday Night Football is pending. It is going to start in about five hours or so. So it is. I am 7-4-1. You are... Eight, three, and one, which puts the overall record to 82, 107, <coughs> cough, God damn. 82, 107, and two. So we now have two ties on the year, which is crazy. Uh, and that is, <coughs> that is one because I didn't calculate the percentages. That's 43% to me. And you are 99, 90, and 2. So, yeah. 99, 90, and 2. That puts you at 52% on the season. That's not where... So, uh, maybe... Having a fifty-five percent correct rate is a lofty goal because, like I was talking to you earlier, that is like professional betters percentage. But that's about where I want to be. And you're still mass betting it, so it's it's impressive still. Yeah, that's true. Because it's one thing if you go like fifty-five and you're picking what three, four games a week. You've picked over 191 games. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So the game pending today, the line moved in your favor, actually. Uh, you really? had Jacksonville minus eight and a half. I had Cincinnati plus eight and a half. The line is now a flat 10. <laughs> yeah. 
So oh, you might have the inside track here. We'll see. But week 14 picks. Do you want to get us started? I'm sure you wish I would. <laughs> I guess I can start this one you started last week, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'll take the suffering. Let's go. Let okay. me log in. This crappy game. I know the over-under is 30 points. Which, I know. <laughs> if it's not the highest on the week, if it's not the lowest, my bet the highest. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't in the 20s, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't see how this game finishes with 30 or more points. Same. But anyway, it's the Steelers and the Patriots. It's actually a plus six for the Patriots, which is crazy to think about. Or yeah, the the Steelers are favored by six points. Anyway, I'm going with the Patriots because I'm not even sure if one of these if one of these teams gets six points. So you know, give me the six points. Yeah, just a rule of thumb here for me. It's it's a thirty point over under. Should probably be a twenty seven or twenty six point over under. I'm always gonna take the points. It's almost a touchdown here. I'm just going to take the points. It's New England plus six for me as well. All right. You do the next oh. one. Okay. We're just getting the the low game, the low over-under games out of the way. It is the second lowest over-under game on the week. It's the Houston I think Texans. Wrong. I think that over-under is wrong. But anyway, go on. Yeah. 34 and a half is kind of weird. But it's Houston at the New York football Jets. The over-under is 34 and a half. And the Jets are six and a half point underdogs. So, I mean, I have no clue who the QB will be right now. It doesn't seem like it will be Tim Boyle. My best guess right now is that it's indeed going to be Zach Wilson. Uh, I mean, six and a half in a 34 and a half over-under. This might be the toughest test. That Stroud has ever faced in the NFL, oh, in terms it. of a—I mean, it might be in terms of a defense. The Jets have probably a top three secondary in the league. So yeah, I guess I'll just take same logic here. I'll take the Jets plus six and a half, just low over under. Rookie QB versus a pretty stout defense. Stroud has actually seemed to be slowing down a bit right now. Yeah, the off game, uh, I believe this is now his third game, which isn't like great out of this world. Or is it the second game? Because I know the, he had a pretty okay game versus the Jags. Mm-hmm. Now this one was also pretty iffy. He got pulled in the end there because I believe he was injured. I'm not sure how the other game went. But yeah, the other game was Arizona as well. Arizona didn't play great. It was the three interception game. So this was, uh, I mean, just three games in which he has looked mortal. What says you? Give me Houston. Houston minus six and a half. Yep. Okay. One, it goes against Alex, so Alex cursed the Jets. And two, um, 
I think the offense is playing better than we give it credit for. So, or is going to they play better. Certainly, they are certainly playing better than the Jets' offense. Most certainly. <laughs> okay, now. What is next for you? <gasps> the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. And the Lions are only favored by three points. Give me the Lions. Just I I I, I can't I can I couldn't tell you why it's only three points. Couldn't tell you. Is Jared Goff not playing? Uh no, I do believe this is because and I can check this real quick. But didn't the Bears beat the Lions on Thanksgiving? I believe so. Yes. So, yeah, they beat... Oh, no, they did not. Yeah, my bad. They were up for most... Yeah, that was the game in which Justin Fields fumbled there in the end. And they lost it 31-26. Yeah. Just, just, just... Yeah, I I still don't understand this line. I know it was a close game. Goff struggled for most of it. Uh, And it was in Detroit. They eventually ended up winning by five with a late touchdown. This is still a Lions spot for me. The Lions are a top five team in the league. The Chicago Bears are a bottom ten league uh, team in the league. But yeah, easy Detroit for me here. Same. And it is... The L.A. Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are seven-point favorites with an over-under of 43. Ravens out of a bye. Give me the Ravens. Ravens minus seven. It's a big number. I'm like this Rams team has some fight in them. So I'm sort of afraid of a backdoor cover late. But the Ravens are a top three league, uh, team in the league right now, so to me at least. I agree with you on that, and it might just be the Bengals fan in me never voting for the Ravens, but I'm going with the Rams. Righty. Next game for me. Oh, man. Carolina Panthers at New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints favored by five. Just give me the Saints. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. This, this is a game that I do not want to pick. But, I mean, I I went with the Packers, uh, with the Panthers last week. They did me solid. I managed to win that one. I had plus five as well. Another plus five here. Divisional matchup. Saints might be without Carr. More turnovers from Winston. Give me Carolina plus six. Plus five. My bad. Okay. I'll just keep rolling with these guys. Okay. Oh, another NFC South game. Lovely. The Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. The over-under is 39 and a half. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites versus the Bucks. Go on. And I just pick none. 
No. We just <laughs> Okay, give me Atlanta plus two and minus two and a half. I'm not picking Atlanta. Screw that. Give me the give me the box. They served me well last week. So Jacksonville Jaguars back. at Cleveland Browns. Oh boy. <laughs> this is a lot of bad games. The Jaguars are favored by three. Give me the Jaguars. Frauds. The frauds of the South. You keep Coming calling them here. that and they keep winning football games. I mean, the Eagles did as well. <laughs> now they don't. Now they don't. Um, yeah, I'm thinking give me the Browns. It's Joe Fluco. It's 36 and a half points. It's plus three. Like, they didn't play awful from what I saw. Like, they didn't play good either. I'm hoping it's not DTR and it's Flacco again. So, yeah, give me the Browns plus three. I'll take the defense. Like, I'll take the best unit on the field, which is the Browns defense. Okay. Then it's the Indianapolis Colts at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are two and a half point underdogs. Mm-hmm. And the over-under is 40 and a half. And because I think this line is going to go the way of the Bengals, so I think when this line opens, it's going to be an even game. It's going to be one, around 1.5. 1. I'll take the Bengals. Bengals plus two and a half. You have more faith than I do. Give me the Colts. That seems to be the case. (laughs) I I just don't buy it with this Colts team. I mean, they had two blocked punts. And they won by three points versus the, the Tennessee Titans. And one of those punts got blocked for a touchdown. Yeah. So I just don't buy that team at all. Okay. You don't have to. Oh, God. I don't buy it with Minshew. Remember what I told you about this Colts roster? And you laughed at it. And now it's a seven-win team right now. Yeah, without Anthony Richardson. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Minshew is awful. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, this guy. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Oh, I, I gotta pick this one. You have okay. to pick this one. Okay. Next up, we got the Seahawks at the 49ers. Um, ten and a half point. Fa- That's a lot of freaking points too. Ten and a half point favorites for the 49ers. You know what? I think y'all getting sacrificed. Give me the 49ers. 49ers. Yes. Minus 10 and a half. Yes. This might That's... be just me picking with the heart again. And last week it did pay out because they did cover versus the, the Cowboys. But Maybe. 10 and a half, divisional rival. And we usually, we usually have a game in which we are at least okay versus the Niners. And we at least keep it inside of 10 points. Today's so... not this day. Not I don't know. Day. 
we might not have another game to make it close. Last last year it was on the playoffs, which it wasn't like a blowout. Uh, at least throughout the game. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll have a chance in the playoffs to make that happen. So give me the Seahawks. Plus 10 and a half. Okay, next up. It's the Minnesota Vikings at the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams out of a bye, if I'm not mistaken. And over under, 40 points. The Vikings, I am not sure we'll be starting at QB for the Vikings. If I'm not mistaken, O'Connell has mentioned, at least did mention uh, when they were going into the bye, that they would take that time to evaluate the QB position. So I'm not sure if it's Dobbs or if it is the rookie that I'm completely blanking on. Uh, or if it is the the other guy, um, the guy who used to play for the Eagles. Well, I cannot remember uh, any play. Oh, Mullins, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. So yeah, it's gonna be a rough going. I'm not sure which one of those guys will play. Regardless, give me the Raven, the Raiders plus three. Okay, then give me the four, uh, the Forty Niners. Give me the Vikings. You would want the Forty Niners. Plus uh, minus three versus the Raiders. I would. <laughs> I would. I would. Okay, now another divisional matchup here. Denver Broncos at LA Chargers. Oh. Chargers favored by three. I don't know why. Um, I want to pick the Broncos, but that said, you know, it might as well. Just let the Chargers hurt me some more, so give me the Chargers. Yeah, I'm sort of done picking games in which <laughs> the Chargers are getting points. So, <laughs> they are favored, I guess. That's the point. So I will just take Denver plus three because I know the Chargers will probably... If they win it, it's by three. If they lose it, it's by more than that. I don't believe they have the facilities to just win a game by more than a touchdown. So, yeah, give me the Broncos plus three. I'll take that. I mean, they were six-point favorites, and they covered it, and they didn't even cover the number. They tied it. It was a push. Yeah. What? Yes, it was. <laughs> and, and I believe the line moved to six and a half. So the Patriots covered the game in which they didn't score a single point versus the yes. Chargers. Yes, this they is did, where Alec. we are right now. <laughs> yes, they did. Alex. So, yeah. And the last game before the primetime games. It's Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. That, need, that needed to be flexed into like that, the... Anyway, go no, on. No, no, but at least on Monday Night Football, we will get two really good games. I'll promise you, we'll get to that. Oh, God. So this is a 47 and a half points over under. And the Chiefs are favored by two and a half. Uh-huh. I'm surprised it is just two and a half, to be honest. The Bills are coming out of the bye, and uh the Packers just beat the Chiefs. 
And the Chiefs' offense looks bad. Yeah, it looks really bad right now. So. So. Uh, this one is really rough to pick. Not um, for me, but I'm probably... Go on. <sighs> Who you got? Give me... Give me the Chiefs, minus two and a half. Damn it. That's actually who I wanted. <laughs> but you know what? It worked with the Eagles. It's going to work with the Chiefs. You just condemned and cursed the Chiefs. Congratulations. So give me the Bills. All right. Mm, Sunday night football. Yep, Sunday night football. Eagles at Cowboys. Wow, the Cowboys are favored by three and a half. I so the highest over under on the week, fifty three points. So you've already called the Eagles a fraud. So I don't think you're going to take them again. So I think the Alex curse is off. So give me the Eagles. Sorry, buddy. What? But I am taking the Eagles plus three and a half. The Cowboys just do not win those what? big games. Yeah, can it's Phillies plus three and a half. <laughs> I guess you can. I'll, I'll let you switch. Okay, thank you. Okay, then Dallas minus three and a half for you. I just do not believe that Dallas can win those big games. And, and uh, the Eagles will be pissed off. This was the game that I was expecting. That the Eagles just get completely destroyed. And now they have a point to prove. Now this is a Philly game. I think, Uh and I'm going to say, this is my upset of the week. And I think they beat the Brakes out of the Cowboys. Okay. I think they outscored them by 20. Okay. If you say so, Alex. I think they will destroy the Cowboys. And everyone will be back on the bandwagon of the Eagles. And I'll be here to aid on the Eagles some more. But, I mean, I just cannot trust Dallas in this big spot. And I think they will they will be a major letdown. And next up for me, because we cannot have good things on primetime. Instead of having the Bills-Chiefs game being flexed out to Monday Night Football, we have two games on Monday Night Football. One of them, it's the Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. Over under is 47 points. And like, it's, I'm just going to take Miami. It's, it's just Miami minus 13 for me. I was on the wrong side of the commanders. I do not want that to happen again. So I will just take the minus 13. I am not sure how Tennessee can just... Hang on and not and cover this number to be honest. All right, I guess it's time to get hurt. Um, oh boy, yeah, all right, give it to me. Give me the Titans plus 13. Oh, buddy, yeah, I'm probably gonna get hurt <laughs> with this one too. You are. <laughs> It seems like every time I feel bad about a week, though, it works out. So, you know, I'm sure I'm going to come here next week and you'll be like, and by the way, you did eight and three. 
Congratulations. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. I really planned that. So I got the last game. Yay. Packers at Giants. I, I just, I, I can't, I've seen the Giants or Tommy DeVito have one good game. You can't, I, you, no, just give me the Packers. Six and a half points. Give me the Packers. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It might be Tyro Taylor because they have activated this practice window. So it can be Tyro have Taylor. Have they activated an offense? Because that's no, what they're going to need to activate. That's the trap card that they're saving for a week 17 or 18. Uh-huh. That's when they score 40 and will be all that ball at their offense. But yeah, give me the Packers minus six and a half as well. This is the oddest team right now in the league. This is the team desperate to make a playoff run. And Jordan Love is showing, I mean, is it showing flashes of being the successor that we all expected? Which would be so weird, by the way. Imagine being a franchise and you can go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to another great quarterback. Like, I don't know. Some people, man. Packers are just, I'm envious of Packer fans. That's all Meanwhile, the say. Patriots, the Patriots go from Tom Brady, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Who can they even go down to next? Is it just like no QB or Bill Belichick at QB? Bill Belichick probably wishes he could play QB for the Patriots right now. Have you seen the um, the Patriots are just so bad right now that they are when they are announcing next week's game. Thursday night football. They uh-huh. usually put like two players, the two best players of each team, side to side, and they put uh-huh. up a game, so on and so forth. So sure. I was watching Thursday night football, and they were announcing next week's Thursday night football game the Steelers, TJ1 in the picture, all good. The Patriots, uh-huh. Bill Belichick on the picture. What? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking. That would go nicely. Can you imagine just Bill trying to defend TJ Watt? (laughs) (laughs) 70-year-old Bill just going out there, gorilla position, just getting destroyed by TJ Watt. I mean, quite honestly, at this point, if, if... If you told me Patriots fan couldn't name, like, more than five Patriots players, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, true. I think so, I get it. People know it mostly because of fantasy football. You're a Patriots fan, first time. Sorry. There's, wait, there's five Patriot players who are relevant in fantasy football. Who? Uh, not relevant, but they're at least exactly knowledge. <laughs> you at least know their existence. I'm struggling right now to think of Ed, Ramadre Stevenson. Okay. One. That's it, you got me. Zeke? <laughs> That's two. <laughs> okay. Then you can say Taekwon Thornton. Are you are you high? <laughs> Taekwon Thornton hasn't done any stop it. And, uh no no uh which uh Keishon Butte. Oh god. Yeah, yeah it's getting trippy out here. And Juju Smith Schuster. Well, I wouldn't even blame you if you didn't know he was on the Patriots because and, I don't think the Patriots know. Has to be Hunter Henry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hunter Henry. 
Yeah. Or Bailey Zappy. You could have just said Bailey Zappy, dude. You could the have goat. Said Bailey Zappy. <laughs> I just I uh, I feel bad for pa- the Patriots. That's that's all I got. That's... And it's hard to feel bad for, and I I also do feel some sort of bad for them. But it's hard to feel bad for a franchise with like six rings. In the last 20 years. It's kind of like... Mm, okay. I mean, at least with the Packers, it's like they've gone from great QB to great QB to great QB. But they have like two rings in, I don't know, 30 years. The Patriots have like six in the last 20. So... It almost feels like warranted. Like, yeah, you guys suck now. But, you know, yeah. you. there was a whole decade where you were making deep playoff runs every year. So... Take yeah, the your Packers lumps. The cheat code. The Patriots didn't find that, so it's kind of like they are just starting over. Like they got, they got ended uh, in GTA, and now they are spawning back up with nothing. While the Packers had the cheat codes on, so Wasted. now come back with everything. Ah, uh, this is the show. I think. This is the show. I think. Perfect. At least we got a show out, man. November was yeah. rough. November was rough. I'm not gonna lie. It happens. There's more things happening on November. Yeah, that is true. Thanksgiving, Black Thanksgiving, Friday, Black Friday. Yeah. Now it's Christmas, but it's sort of like on Christmas, people will just like during shopping and so on. People are just not super tuned in. I'm guessing. And Christmas, I mean, you can just put those handphones in and just enjoy it, I guess. I mean, well, yeah, it's still, it's, still, it's still crazy here during Christmas. So, like, there's this little lull. Like, you, you get to Thanksgiving, and right before Thanksgiving, like, the week before, everything's crazy. And then, like, Thanksgiving happens. And then there's, like, that little lull. That little like week or two where you're just like I I'm just done with everything, you know. I did all my shopping and then then a week or two before Christmas, then you're like, oh crap, I got to get back out there and prepare for Christmas. And that's 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 how America works, generally speaking. You guys just never stop. It's never ending. No. no, there if there's money to be made, no America is not stopping. <laughs> Hate to break money breathing machine. We're so we're so greedy that we created a a holiday for um like to celebrate labor unions and hardworking people and like just the government government paid jobs get off that day and basically everyone else works. Lovely. <laughs> so so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's a single holiday. I guess there's one, but it's sort of. I don't think there's a single holiday here in which it's not like holiday for every single person. It's like it's not wait. just a single. Oh, time out, time out, time out. So wait a minute. You're telling me that when you guys have a holiday, yes, uh, a government recognized holiday, yes, you everyone has off that day. It's not yes. like. I mean, most companies, for example, like, I don't know, uh, grocery stores, 
big supermarkets. Uh, no, we don't have Walmart, but we have our version of Walmart. Like we have like okay. two or three big supermarket chains who are usually like they are always open. So those people, those people usually don't have the day off. But for example, like uh, office jobs. Uh, the postman, all of those things, like not uh, like shopping, supermarkets, those things are open. The rest are sort of like mostly closed. I'd say like I have the the every single holiday off. There's just one, uh, which is I'm not sure. Is it Carnival there? Yeah, it's Carnival. So it's the Carnival. Uh, that's a holiday here, but it's usually what? just for the, yeah. It's usually it's not like a government recognized holiday, but it's sort of like they always give that day off to every single government employee, and most companies give that day off as well. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, every single holiday, I get it off. Yeah. Must be nice. It's just a very specific sector that usually works on those days and it's just like it's of course because of capitalism and all of that i mean it's the best time for businesses to make money in terms of like the the big supermarkets and the big shoppings all of that mm-hmm. it sort of has to be open there but the office jobs i think most of them are closed to be honest it's in the office so, like, do you have what we have where we have... I live in a small town in the United States. So, um, do you have where one, pharma- one pharmacy, whatever you want to... It can be a grocery store, too. But there basically has to be one pharmacy open so people can get their drugs that day required. Do you guys have that? We have that, yes. During the night, there's usually, like, a pharmacy on service. Uh, usually during the day, every single one of them is open during weekdays. Every single one of them, I think it's open during what about holidays. I was talking more about yeah, holidays. holidays, night times, and weekends. There's like one uh, that is open, just one, and it's defined like I believe it's monthly or so. Mm-hmm. So there's just one per like small city or something. Uh, supermarkets, I think there's no law, for example, on. On New Year's, so the 1st of January, every single supermarket is closed after the 1 p.m., I believe. Most, mostly everything is closed after 1 p.m. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. Closing early on a holiday for us is like 5, 6 o'clock. That's early. 1 p.m., everything is closed here after 1 p.m., after, uh, on, on New Year's. And Christmas, both of those. Yeah. Like, um, Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, everything is open until around 7, if I'm not mistaken, 7 p.m. Uh, 7, 8, most of the times. But on the actual day, so the 25th and the 1st, everything closes after 1. Like, some restaurants, like occasionally are open but it's very very rare that you find something open here after 1 p.m you sometimes see some like small businesses 
especially on the 25th. Opening at night, for example, like coffee shop or something, small bars, those are can usually be found open after, I don't know, around 9 p.m. or something, just for folks to get together or from the same family. You tend to see that just a few hours, nothing major, because we're here. We don't really celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day. It's more on Christmas Eve. So the day is more just like closer family and most people just stay home and just enjoy a movie or something. And then like during the night, there's not really anything. At least this is the experience that I have for my family and most of my friends' family. And then after like, I don't know, the 25th of December, after like 8 p.m., it's mostly just like a normal day. The 24th, it's where it's where the action happens, I guess. Is it the same there or no? No. Um, is it is no. it more the 25? Yeah, the 25th, the stuff is closed, but there's still like... So that pharmacy that I told you that has to be open is open. Okay. Um, most places are closed on Christmas, though. Christmas Day. Okay. But not New Year's. No, not New Year's. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, because here we celebrate those two. I'm not going to say equally, but at least close to. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's pretty close, yeah. I do not understand why, and I've made this question a few times to a few of my friends and my parents and so on and so forth, but I do not understand why. But it's just the way it is here. First of January is treated pretty similar to how the twenty fifth is. Yeah, not here. But uh, do you guys celebrate Christmas more on the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth? Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. That's Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah that's here Christmas we it's Day. more Christmas Eve. That's where we open most of the presents. That's where we. You open the presents on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Freaking <laughs> weirdo? What the heck? Always, I mean, there's obviously probably a few families who open it on the 25th, I'm guessing. But my experience with my family and the family of my friends that I, I know of, it's like I would say 95% of them, it's on the 24th. Which, which is weird when you come to think about it. The 25th should be, and that's what you see in the movies that you guys make. It's just 25th, the children go downstairs, and there's the presents, and they open up. We really don't have that here. It's Sometimes it's closer to midnight on the 24th, but I would say that, at least for my family, most of the times it's around 10, 10 p.m., presents start to get open. On the 24th. That's crazy. You guys are weird. Just the differences here. Yeah, we finished off with some <laughs> Christmas differences between countries. I guess so. You come for the yeah. football content and you stay because of the Christmas differences. The Chris, there you go. <laughs>
Next, well, Thursday episode, you stay to hear Alex cry about his fantasy team. That's why you stay. Yeah, I think I will cry no matter what. If I win or lose, because if, I know if I win, I am going to lose the week after. And if I lose, I'm just going to be sad because I won't make the playoffs for the first time ever in that league. No, not only will I not... Not only will I not make the playoffs, I'm at risk at finishing last in the division. In your own division. <laughs> While having the most points scored. <laughs> I don't think that has ever happened. Like, that surely can't have ever happened to anyone. Like, what did most... you. Th- so, so, get, so, like, maybe this is the problem. Fancy episode, but give me a, like a thought in your mindset going into the season, and then like as it's progressed, because it's got to be like normal or like happy, normal, sad, crying, depressed. It has to be something like that. Like, what were you thinking while the losing streak was going on? It's weird because I, for most of it, while I was pretty bummed out <laughs> that I was losing. I was like, okay, I have this under control because eventually the team will turn around. I'm still one of the best teams in the league. So eventually my bad luck will run out and I will need to to win a few games. It will happen. So I was pretty chilled for most of it. But then when I reached the seven losses mark, I was like, okay now, so I cannot. I was like that after six losses. Like, in the six losses, I was like, okay, I really need to win out here, or at least win the next four. I need to stay at seven and six when I get to the last week, just so I can control my own fate. And then when I got seven losses, I was like, oh, now this team can afford any sort of slip. This is now do or die for the team. So, yeah, I guess it's a roller coaster. It isn't like a big roller coaster it doesn't have the biggest of highs and the lowest of lows but it's it's a roller coaster in which i was pretty chilled for most of it so it wasn't super dangerous and then when it the seven losses hit it was just downhill just <laughs> complete destruction just hairs are being ripped out of my head and then i get a win and then it's looking pretty to get another win versus luke so it's a pretty bit of an up here. And then Kyron Williams and Pukenuku happen. And Brock Purdy happen. And down there I go. And now I'm pretty sure I'm going to crash this. Because I need Chase to outscore Zay Jones by roughly five points, if I'm not mistaken. And you have no confidence that will happen? I have very little confidence, confidence that will happen. Yes. I need him to outscore Zay Jones by exactly um, 110.65 by 4.5 points. (laughs) And the craziest thing is that even though I might pull a win here and even though I might beat you, I might still not make the playoffs because... (laughs) I depended on other people to make this happen. And yeah, like Ollie Ollie losing. Oh no, Ollie which was it? I needed like Zeke to win a game last week or something, and that didn't happen. 
the the one thing that went right was that NC lost the first week that he absolutely needed to. So now he's out of the race. And now I need basically Trojans to lose. I need Trojans to lose last week. And I need Austin, the the good Austin, to lose as well. So I need Trojans and Austin to lose. Or Zig. I need one, uh, two of those teams to lose. Austin, Trojans, or Zig. This is uh, yeah. guy. Yeah, this is uh, just a lot of scenarios, and now I think that's just the things that I need to happen. Plus, I need to win, which is like the hardest thing to do right now, especially because I have decisions to make, which are usually what I do wrong every single game week. I just make bad decisions. <laughs> but yeah, we'll save this for Thursday, I guess. When I will know my fate. When you will know your fate. Yes. Well, until next time, Alex is better with the outro. Well, you guys have a nice, fancy donate button, as as Angelo usually says. Um, If you're listening on the podcast app, if you're listening on Spotify, just be sure to subscribe. Leave us a review, as I usually say. Five-star review review is the absolute minimum we will take. And you can also turn off, turn on, don't turn off, please. Turn on the the auto-download. That also helps. And if you're watching on YouTube, just leave us a a like, subscribe, turn notifications on, and leave us a comment as well, telling us what you like about the show and what you don't like about the show. And see you guys Thursday. Peace. Peace, guys. We're back.